We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Seven-time Super Bowl champion and the NFL's undisputed GOAT, Tom Brady. He invited Lamar Jackson onto his podcast this week, and this one had a little bit of everything. Yeah, it did, and it was from Brady gushing over Lamar's game to making a major statement about number eight's future in this league, and we're going to break it all down for you piece by piece. Let's do it. I'm Bobby Trossett alongside Sarah Ellison. It is Wednesday, January 10th. And this is your Morning Ravens update from Inside the Vault. We all saw it. It was a banner start to the week for the Harbaugh family as John's brother, Jim, and the Michigan Wolverines hoisted the college football playoff national championship trophy Monday night. Plus, the NFL's Black Monday leaked into Tuesday, apparently, down in Tennessee. And we're also going inside the numbers on two defensive players for Baltimore who are having standout campaigns, Justin Matabike and Kyle Hamilton. Yeah, we have all of that and more coming up. So thank you for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news and our opinions in about 30 minutes. So before we kick this thing off, this episode is brought to you by our friends and one of this month's small business Patreon sponsors, Bryant Mason and the folks at Mid-Atlantic Financial Group, LLC. We make commercial financing simple, and you can learn more about what they do in the show notes below. Like you said, it's only like 15, 20 minutes worth, but there was so much content, and it's so special being that obviously Lamar has spoken glowingly of how he views and how he grew up idolizing Tom like most NFL quarterbacks did who were around his age, 27, he just turned, we know, this past weekend. But like then you like you said, Tom has gushed about Lamar in the past as well and spoke glowingly of him. So for them to reconnect is special given the timing of of what hopefully is about to be a long playoff run and somebody who knows a lot about said playoff runs is again the seven-time Super Bowl champion himself. So this was, uh, first of all, got to say thank you to the flock. They came out in droves late on Monday night and were tagging us profusely in this episode. Sirius XM is where Tom hosts his show. It's called the Let's Go Podcast. Uh, retired sportscaster Jim Gray is his co-host. And I believe Larry Fitzgerald rotates in and out often as well. So it's it's a heck of a trio. But what was your biggest takeaway before we get to 
Well, we're going to have our takeaways in a little bit, but what were your opening thoughts after learning of the interview itself? Well, I was ticked off because we had just finished recording the morning vault and then i was on a hard deadline to get that done because i need to do a space with miss gina she talks football and i jump on and like right before i jump on with them i see us tagged and i'm like well can't get to it for tomorrow's morning vault which would have been more timely but whatever we're gonna do it today so i'm happy we can get to it and then just thought it'd be a fun format because i know you kind of talked about it a little bit on your personal channel you picked out quotes that were awesome, but different ones that than I had picked out. Uh, but but overall, I feel like it's just kind of like a fun session of them gushing over each other. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like, no, you're the best. No, you're the best. No, you know what I mean? Just like kind of going back and forth. And um, but more than anything, I just got this sense that Tom Brady, who is undisputedly the best ever to do it. It seems so apparent to me, Bobby, that he wants Lamar to flourish. Yeah. Similar but different from Steve Young, because Steve Young does it coming coming from a kind of mobile quarterback kind of background. But with Tom, he just you can tell he just wants to see greatness continue. And I could tell he wanted to because Lamar's his own guy, right? But it just seemed like there were times where he's like making sure he's like some of the questions. He's like, Lamar, what are you doing to take care of your body? Lamar, what are you doing for the risk reward here? Like he wants a long career out of Lamar, you know? And just like, obviously he knows what it takes to last for so long. And he sees that Lamar can. And so it was almost like not wanting to like overstep his bound because yeah. it, Lamar is his own guy and Lamar is smart and all that. But at the same time, it's almost like a proud parent. Where it's like, I don't want to like overstep my bounds and like push you away. But also I feel like I can, I can give you wisdom from my experience. You know, that's kind of how I felt throughout the whole thing. No, I think that's a great observation to kick things off. Like there was a blend between mentor and mentee mm -hmm. and interviewer and interviewee. Like, mm -hmm. so that was, that was unique. And you could tell like Lamar was all in his guard was down. He was as he always is playful and fun and honest. But it's just different. Like he went a little bit deeper than I think he would in like a podium setting, for example, on a Wednesday during the regular season. And deservingly right. so because he's with Tom Brady. So in order to get the context, though, we got to rewind to 2019 during Lamar's MVP season. You guys probably remember this. Sunday Night Football, the Patriots come to town. Tom, of course, is still in New England at that point, And the Ravens put a beating on the Patriots in front of a primetime national audience that night. But pregame, the two linked up, and it was actually initiated by Tom himself. Good luck to you, bro. Good luck, man. Yeah, doing some great stuff. Appreciate that. Keep it up, man. Big fan. Yes, sir. So pregame, midfield, Tom approaches Lamar, just says hello. He's love, loving that what he's up to and, and what he's been doing, keep going. And then, of course, their last few seconds was their postgame exchange where Lamar calls him the GOAT. Tom says keep going, giving him all kinds of love. But again, that's even then, right, four years ago, you, you felt that same type of support. You felt that same type of almost belief, which so many didn't have at that point, yet Tom did, and certainly Steve Young did as well. So what's your first quote that you pulled? All right, yeah. So we're going to go back and forth here. I just went right off the top, not because it's necessarily anything crazy. It's just that that gushing all over Lamar that you mentioned. But then watch, 
listen for Lamar's reaction at the end of it. Like it's a, it's like a, a minute long, and at the end, all Lamar can do is well, listen to this, Lamar. You know, I obviously I love seeing you and and everything you've accomplished this far in in your career, and you bet on yourself in a lot of different ways, and you got a chip on your shoulder, and I've always appreciated, um, you know, the way you. Obviously, the way that your teammates feel about you, I think that says a lot. You know, that's what I've always realized with the respect of my teammates was what I always sought out. And they do that because, the, the you know, the way you play, the way you care about them and, uh, you know, the way you care about the team. So first time I ever really noticed you was that high school highlight where you put the brakes on the guy and he went flying by. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, not that I've ever had that experience in my entire life. So... <laughs> I, I don't even know what that feels like, uh, but now you're doing that at the highest level, and um, you've come a long way. So really happy for you and love seeing your success. You know, you're the reason why people watch the NFL because guys like you and uh, you just had an amazing career. So thanks for coming on. I appreciate that. It means yeah, a lot. So- from you. <laughs> I love his laugh. He he goes from like you, you hear Tom almost stumble there because he thinks he's one wording them, right? Yeah, that means a lot. Yeah. And, and then and then no, no, he actually comes back and just does that classic almost like nervous giggle at the end. But you heard what Tom had, had to say. Let's not bury it. You're the reason why people watch the NFL. And yeah. that, I mean, pff, put a price tag on that. Well, and it like it's that that giggle at the end it's remember when the ravens have done a wired with him and he's been hitting at the bottom of a of a pile he has the same giggle <laughs> it's just like martin's got hit he's at the bottom of a bunch of like linemen and he's down there giggling and it was like the same one as it was right there and yeah it was that was a, that was a big statement you're the reason why people watch the nfl and it's it's true like when you put him on prime time you just think back to like the 49ers game on christmas night and it's 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 a field full of stars. You know, like Debo's out there and Christian McCaffrey's out there and OBJ's out there and it's like Lamar shines brighter than all of them, you know? And, and it is. He and here and just real quick here, here's that that Jim, highlight. It's going to bust it around the outside, then as he approaches the goal line, er, just puts on the brake, strolls right in, no problem. You'll see a lot of him We've all seen it, but that's cool that like Tom Brady, that was like his first introduction to him. So, uh, so that was one big statement, right? Like you're the reason why people watch the NFL to me, it was like his statement going forward. And it was kind of said in passing when he was, you know, asking about questions about Lamar's future. And this is where I'm saying, like, he just wants to make sure that Lamar lasts forever. And he's just like, you know, a dad who's trying to make sure he gets there. Uh, but it was within this question that he made another big statement. I think for quarterback, it's the same thing. Identifying, okay, these are the areas where I want to improve so I can continue to, you know, play like an MVP, which you've certainly done since you came into the league. So, you know, I'm looking forward to watch how you continue to grow and evolve as a player because you have incredible strengths, no doubt. And it's going to be up to you as a young man, Stu, who's only 27 and who's, you know, potentially two MVPs, possibly um and at this rate you'll have way more than me by the age of 45 so that's uh i'm looking forward to seeing that i appreciate that Tom. i appreciate yeah. that a lot <laughs> there's him just saying thank you again but at this rate you're gonna have more than me okay so i do think he's gonna be the mvp this year like I, i've listened to 
a few people who have MVP votes and they've all indicated they have or will vote for Lamar. I don't know if it'd be unanimous, but I think he's going to win it. So it will be two at the age of 27. Now, Tom had five. So we're not quite halfway there. You know, uh, you'll be over halfway though, if you get one more, but I love that. He's just like, at this rate, you're going to have more than me. And it feels like he wants it for Lamar. That's why he's trying to like, Hey, keep working on your week. Like that's what he was saying there. Like he's explaining how wide receivers and offensive linemen, what they, they should be attacking any weaknesses they have in the offseason. And instead they just want to do what they're good at. And so he's basically trying to say Lamar, like whatever your weakness is, whatever you think it is, just, you know, spend the whole offseason because, because if he does that, I think Brady's right. I mean, Lamar's done nothing but evolved and changed. Like how many times did we hear like 2018 Chargers put out the blueprint and then it was like the Titans put out the blueprint and everybody just thinks they know how to start, stop Lamar. But he's always one step ahead. Oh, yeah? You think you got me figured out? Well, watch this because I have this in my bag of tricks. And so, um, yeah, wouldn't that be something if he goes and gets that many MVPs? Oh, man. Yeah, hopefully for his sake as well. A few titles in there as well. Lombardi yes, trophies. But, but you know, uh, Tom like kind of challenged him related to the offseason. And in a good way. In a productive mm. way. Like, are you thinking about how you want to make enhancements? Are you thinking about how you want to handle your body, nutrition, things of that nature that'll help longevity, that'll help you maintain and sustain. And so I thought that was cool. And and, and Lamar like pushed back again, just very ever so slightly and productively and all that and said, well, I'm locked in right now, but I've been thinking about the big picture and how I want to handle things in the offseason a lot lately, which I think is the perfect answer. He, he has a team around him that'll do that. Uh, but as long as he's making those adjustments year in and year out, which obviously as you age, you have to. I think that that bodes well for his future and obviously his durability. And by the way, taking care of your body, remember with Tom Brady, it's like another level. If you've watched any like documentaries on him, and I can't remember his his guy that helps take care of his body, but he'd bring him into the Patriots and there was like controversy oh, if yeah. he could have his like personal trainer there or whatever. Like so when Bob when when Tom Brady talks about taking care of your body, it's like Take whoever you can think of who's like the picture of health and try to like multiply it by a million in terms of trying to keep healthy. Like what, what he's talking about is like a completely different level. Oh, Alex Carrero is the guy that you're go. referring to. That that dude, man, there, there's gonna be there's gotta be documentaries already out on the two of them, right? Like oh, that yeah. was just freakish type of stuff. My next takeaway is when Lamar was asked by Jim Gray about some of his earliest memories mm. of watching Tom because there is a pretty decent age gap here between the two. Here's Lamar's answer. Tom was always in postseason. Like, he was always in the Super Bowl. So throughout my, throughout my childhood, it was like, you know, his Patriots and whoever in the Super Bowl. You know, it was like Tom going yeah. almost every year no matter what. Uh, dang, I'm trying to think of one. Okay, Falcons game, Falcons Super Bowl game. That was yeah. like that was that was one of the greatest games ever. That made me like when we down in games. I'm like, but Tom Brady came back and beat the beat the Falcons in the Super Bowl. So <laughs> no matter what, if we down or something, like yeah. no doubt in my mind, we can come back and win the game no matter what. So that's one of the one of the ones. I'm like, that was like that's the goat of goats right there. <laughs> like that was crazy. That was crazy. yeah. And I I feel that way watching you play, man. I don't think you're ever out of it. I think you're always. Got the the ability to inspire your teammates by your action and by your words and your humility and your toughness and your courage and not only your skill set everybody could see that but to me it's your intangibles that make you special so you're never going to lose that you just do more of that and you're going to have incredible success so I love seeing it man 
Keep it up. Appreciate that. So obviously you picked that for a number of levels just because how special, intimate, like that was incredibly complimentary. Yeah. Special moment between the two of them. But the real reason why I picked it was because earlier on in Lamar's career, and a lot of this was really a lot of this was true, is that the Ravens had a really difficult time when they got punched in the mouth instead of them punching the mouth punching mouths first in games. Right. They would have a hard time. Like, can can they come back? Can they lead a fourth quarter comeback? All these things that he's like you've like you've mentioned in recent days, like th- those narratives are no longer about mm-hmm. the Ravens. Those narratives are no longer about Lamar. And so to hear that from Tom and and to have that belief, to have that that support, <laughs> that's just, it knows no bounds. I know I use that phrase a lot, but I feel like it fits here. Yeah, that, that was definitely cool to, to hear Brady say that back to him. Um, my next one was just Brady asking Lamar, going back and talking about the narratives that have been in there, and um, and he's like, do you still have a chip on your shoulder for that? And Lamar was honest about his answer. Uh, to be honest, I, I definitely do still have that chip on my shoulder. Um, I don't think I don't think uh, I've, I have accomplished what I wanted to yet. So that's why that chip is still on my shoulder. What is that that you want to still accomplish? I want that Super Bowl. That's that's the you know that's the accolade that I really want like so bad. You know I've been chasing that for a long time. You know since. Since like high school, you know, just winning a, a state championship, you know, college winning a national championship. But since I didn't complete those two, I, I got to complete this one. Yeah, like it just is like, uh, you know, people talk about it. Like, do you use disrespect to like motivate you? And he still does. And he's just like, it's not just the narratives, too. It's just that he wants to prove it to himself. He said that recently in a press conference, they're like, do you have anything to prove? And he said, well, yeah, to me, I do. And it sticks with him, but I didn't get it in high school and I didn't get it in college. So it's got to get done here. And, um, I, I cut it off cause they had some back and forth. And at the end, he's like, I'm just going to marinate in the, with this chip. I'm going to marry. He's just going to let himself feel all of like the past disappointments and let it motivate him as we head into this, you know, we, Wild card week and then the divisional round. Yeah, and that answer was a question. That was an answer to a question that Tom asked. So Tom yeah. is well aware of this chip. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are around. I mean, Tom was like, "How late in the in the draft?" You know, what I mean, it was like nobody yep. believed in him either. Yep. So what a lot of people believe in is the relationship between Lamar Jackson and John Harbaugh, and I really appreciated Lamar's answer, which I thought gave a lot of insight into why he is, for the most part, from from our vantage point, universally respected inside that locker room, inside the building at one winning drive. And of course, Tom set up this question with how much success that he had working alongside Bill Belichick. Now, that pair has been interesting to watch over the last few years because one has went on to success elsewhere, the other has not. We'll see if Bill ends up staying in New England. That's a conversation for another time. But for Bill, uh, excuse me, for Tom to ask Lamar's perspective on how somebody who has already won a Super Bowl title, who's trying to chase a second in the NFL, and how they've coexisted together as a working partnership, a working relationship, I thought produced a cool answer. It's grown tremendously. Uh, From like what you just said, you know, him just, you know, just asking for my opinion with anything. I'm like, man. (laughs) 
He don't. When he asks me for my opinion, I pretty much go to the guys and see how they, the guys feel. You know? <laughs> coach, it's not like he's trying to make it about me, but you know, it's head coach then quarterback. You know, but it's like, man, I need my guys to be in sync with me at the same time because those guys busting their busting their behind as well, just like I am. You know, but if your team, if it's just you making all the decisions and you making it feel like it's just you out there, it's like, nah, that team don't have a chance. But you involving your team after your coach, your head coach coming to you and ask you something. I involve my team. That's just pretty much we in sync with everything we do. So that that's that right there is just building a relationship with me, him, and the team as well. You know, not just us. It's almost like he's caught off guard when John asks him for his opinions on things. <laughs> yeah, and and I just feel like that speaks to the humility, to use a word that that Tom you I think it Tom did use it at one point. Yeah, humility. Yeah. yeah, and that's something that we've seen from Lamar time and time again. Now. Maybe some within the fan base earlier on in his career would have wanted him to be more hands-on, maybe more vocal from the outside looking in. But as we've learned this year and as we've seen literally through clips, through footage, through his own demeanor and what he shared during press conferences, there has been an uptick in that. And there has been a progression as there would be for any NFL player who's been around for six years. And as Jimmy Smith told me this past weekend, his leadership was young in 2019. Now we've seen that full circle. We've seen him now put in six. He's got service time of six years now. You know, he he's the guy that that people will look to in that locker room. But I just thought that that was a a cool answer for what we already knew was a you know a relationship derived on um, and built on mutual respect and admiration and belief because Harbaugh and the Ravens believed in him. And then obviously Lamar viewed them as as the ones who gave him a chance, but there's layers to it. And I thought that he just unlocked one of those layers there. Well, and I also think it kind of enlightens us on like why somebody like OBJ says this is the best team I've ever been a part of. Like it's just very empowering. Everybody's empowering each other. So like I, Bobby, I've come across so many people in life that whenever they get a little success or they get a little bit of authority or they get a little power, or they get a little popularity, it goes to their head. Yeah. Right. It goes to their head and they, and it becomes like, I know everything. Listen to me. You know, you're beneath me. I'm the one who, who's getting paid. I'm the quarterback. This and that, you know what I mean? And like, instead so it's the opposite. The head coach opens it up to his players. He obviously goes to the, the leader of his players. And I know he has got, he's got a leadership council. It's not just Lamar, but Lamar is obviously, you know, the, the biggest leader of all. He's, he's the face of the franchise right now. And then Lamar, instead of like being like, hey, look at me, he's asking me questions, he takes it, and then he goes and empowers his teammates. And they all want to play for each other because of it. You know, it's just yep. a very like, w when you have a say in something, you have more buy-in. And when you have more buy-in, you sacrifice more and you play harder and all of that. So, yeah, to me, that, that quote was a good one because it lets you in on the culture there. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, so my final one, I believe this is my final one. Yes, my final one was, I believe it was Jim Gray who asked him this one about what he's doing this next week while they have the week off to get ready for that divisional round. And I thought his answer was very similar um, to uh, Dev. How do you say his last name? Panchwa? Panchwa. Panchwa, okay. So he's on Twitter. He also uh, contributes to Russell Street Report, I believe. But um, he recorded, um, you know, uh, a documentary on the 49ers winning the Super Bowl when Steve Young was on there. And it showed this back and forth um, with Steve and um, Mike Shanahan, the father of, of Kyle Shanahan, who was, who was, I believe, the offensive coordinator at the time. And they're just like studying every, like Steve had like 300 plays memorized, right? And he needed to know the opponent to a T and they just kept going over it, going over it, over in it. So that reminded me, Lamar's answer here reminded me of that clip. Get our bodies in line. Um, just focus on, you know, whoever come out the game with a victory, whoever our opponent is, just study the, study them like no tomorrow. You know, just try to study them at the back of my hand like I know the back of my hand because uh, this year is different. You know, on the playoff record or whatever, you know, people are always talking about that's going to be different. You know? Studying it like the back of my hand, know them like the back of my hand. Like, it's not, talk about, like, like Tom has been talking about evolving. And people, when they think of Lamar, they just keep, they just think athleticism. And that's where the quarterbacky thing comes from. And it's so, it's so not even close to what he's, what he's, his total package is. Yes, he is athletic. And yes, he can move. And yes, he can make people miss and all that kind of stuff. But it's the evolution. It's the intangibles. It's this right here. It's like. I'm not just going to be the best athlete on the field, but I'm going to know my opponent better than anybody else. Like, how do you take advantage of people the way he does if you don't know the opponent? It, 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 it's just it's just too high of a competition level to just rely on one thing. And so I love that he said that. And I also love, especially because I went on a rant yesterday, and uh, our boy, our guy Joey, made a clip of it again. <laughs> he says edits are so awesome, but I went off, and I'm and I'm and I'm like. He's going to change the playoff narrative. And I'm so glad Lamar just said that because he said it's different. It's different this year. You watch. It's going to be different. I, I went on my rant yesterday. I won't do it again. But I agree with him. It's going to be different because Lamar's different. Joey Malinsky. Shout out him. Yes. Joey Malinsky, who does really good video editing work and always gets you in your best moments, it seems like, or your most heated moments in this case. <laughs> but uh, my, most, my most ranty moments, that's for sure. Yes. 
Yes, a worthy, a worthy rant at that. But I just think, again, I don't think he's going to say that in a podium press conference setting. I don't think he's going to mention it. Yeah. You know, he's with Tom, though, and, and they're in a, that type of setting. And I, I just think that's, that's the product that you get when, when you're in the company of a great like that. So, anyway, a great season for the Michigan Wolverines has been complete, undefeated. Jim Harbaugh, of course, John's brother leads his Wolverines to a college football national championship on Monday night in Houston, destroying Washington with just a dominant, dominant second-half performance. Harbs and the Ravens team playing EDC, Mrs. EDC, shout out one of our top listeners, Ozzy, Mike McDonald. They all were late to the game because of uh, weather delays. And so I thought that this was probably the funniest part in the entire night. Being that they were late, and maybe just maybe Jim knew that before the game began. Well, older bro had to let him know I'm here, I'm arrived. Jim Harbaugh, not quite sure who's this guy. Hey, it's brother. Oh, hey, security, who we got? Jim telling some great stories to us yesterday about the years when they lived in a tiny house and their dad, Jack, was an assistant coach at Iowa, and they, they were sharing a bedroom in this little house, and you know. Jack, the father, always asks the question of his sons. Hey, boys. There's Jack right there. Who's got it better than us? Yeah. And they would always say, nobody, Dad. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Who's this guy? And then John John pops up. I thought that was hilarious. Oh, yeah. For um, the audio-only people, this was hilarious. Literally, it's oh, in yeah. the middle of the second quarter. Jim is like, he's got his hands on his knees, just kind of like in the middle of probably like a down or whatever probably thinking about the 1,500 things that a college coach does in a national championship game, strategy, whatever. And then John, with his sideline access, comes up from behind him and just kind of like taps him. And then he sees him. It happens in a split second, obviously, but you can tell Jim's like comes up from his stance being like, who is this? And then he sees (laughs) it as John and he hugs him and smiles. And it was just such a great moment. It was so good. And I'll tell you another great moment. It was after he won. Uh, Jim and the Wolverines and then he went and found all of his family members and hugged them and it just it frankly it warms my heart let's watch this Not thrilled. <laughs> and there's his brother John hey what about the possibility that Harbaugh's going to win the national championship and the Super, Super Bowl John is the top seed in the AFC and there is Jack Nobody, nobody has it better than the Harbaugh's tonight That's so Mr. Cool. Harbaugh he said best coach is that there's mom that's awesome, man. Good for them. What a night. <laughs> Bobby, it's the mom that got me. Like, so again, the audio people, he goes up. Oh, he gives John like a brotherly hug. And it was like, that was a nice moment. Then he goes over to his dad, full speed power walk, picks his 70 year old dad up or however old he is. I know he's got to be older than that because John's 61. So whatever. Yeah. And uh, just like picks him up and kind of shakes. And then it was when he got to his mom, picks her up and her, you know, fiery, but older, you know, body. Oh man. Our, we, you, you tweet on there. You're like, I want to be jo- um, uh, Jack Harbaugh when I grow up. I mean, that's exactly it. I just want to be yeah. in my eighties still yelling who has it better than us or whatever saying the Ellison household comes up with <laughs> and just never slowing down. Like, I don't want to go on a beach and just sit for the last 20 years of my life. I just, I just don't think I have it in me, you know, yep. but, but it's when he gets his mom 
And then his mom, it wasn't enough to get the hug. It was like, I don't know what she said, but she points at him and is like, I don't know. I imagine the words like you did it, you did it. And like, she is fired up. And I can't imagine, I slightly imagine because I do have kids, but just to be like, <clears throat> like watching them work, work, work for their entire lives. And it's in a profession that you, you supported your entire life as a wife to, to her husband. And then he's gone through so much, including this year. And he lost a Super Bowl to his own brother, you know, and they couldn't quite enjoy that as a family completely, you know, because you know, you, you got to go to him and, and support him. And so to have this moment and her just to be like, whatever she said in my mind, you did it, you, you know, and just to like the, the, the happiness and the joy and the pride that she must've had. And they all must've had like that one, that one hit me the most. I love that moment. They're an all American family. Like yeah. Jack, by the way, is 84. Okay. 84. 84. <laughs> yeah. And yet he is up on the championship trophy section post game area <laughs> and Jim literally takes the mic from Reese Davis and he's like Jack or dad come here <laughs> yeah yeah and Jack just in front of thousands and thousands tens of thousands in there just screams the classic line who's got it better than us and the place is going nuts like and he if, gets into it he is and he you said it best everything. earlier in the week Jim and John had and and the rest of the sibling crew had no other option. No, they yeah. had to be absolute beasts who had a hunger for life and were going to yes. attack anything that they did. And that right there is what I strive for when I have a family one day uh, that's actually you know, like, like kids and whatnot. I hope that they have half, half of the life that the Harbaugh family does because it's, it's infectious. It's fun. Yeah. Um, and man, it's, it's, it's kind of like your, your profile says, right? Faith, family, football, and what else you got in there? That's mainly it. Faith, family, yeah. football. Well, and like, it's, it's funny because I do look to them and, you know, I don't want to get off too much of a tangent, but I, but I, I think this is real. Like I look at my own, my, my mom, so I'm six of seven kids, right? So I'm younger. My parents are older and, um, my mom, how old is she now? She's gotta be, I should know this. She's listening. Sorry, mom. Uh, she she does think, listen, by the way. Shout out, mom. <laughs> she like she says she puts it on night at night because it calms her and she falls asleep to like our voices, nice. you know. So anyway, and she, my mom. I mean, she's supportive of football, but isn't like huge into it. So I'm like, mom, you don't need this level of the Ravens, you know. But anyway, uh, she's she's got to be. I think she's 78. And they actually live uh, in, next to BYU campus. I did not grow up there. They've they've moved there since. And so they live in like this college campus town and my mom goes up on campus and she's the 78 year old and she takes exercise classes with the college girls there. They all love her. They're like, grandma Sue, come on in. And she's in there and she's, and she makes sure she gets 10, she wears her Fitbit and she gets 10,000 steps in every day, like religiously. And I've said this to you before, like, I feel like you can live long if you're healthy in four different areas. So physically she is socially. She, she's like you, she will talk to any stranger on the street, like anybody and everybody like is her best friend. So there she is socially intellectually. She'll, she'll still go up to campus and take BYU, um, um, 
classes, and then spiritually. I just feel like you need to be connected for me, for me. It's like if you're connected with the higher being and you see a bigger purpose and bigger goal, like you just keep moving. So like Harbaugh's, my mom, examples to me, I just want to keep going and have a hunger for life until I'm done, till I'm done, till my body says no more. Till the day, till the day they croak, right? That's the yeah, thing. yeah. And I, I had the pleasure of meeting your mom through just through like Zoom or through Streamyard, the, the service that we use to do this yeah. over the summer, and it was just awesome. Both of your parents are are awesome, and it's like thirty seconds in, I'm like, okay, this, yeah, this <laughs> yeah. We're best and friends already. I got to yeah. make sure I meet them in person at some point. That's just got to happen. So for sure. All right, before we get to quick hits, shout out to a couple of our OG patrons. And what I mean by that is our first ever patrons who decided to sign up through patreon.com forward slash Ravens Vault podcast to support what we're building here in Baltimore and beyond. And for that, we really appreciate them. So shout out Patrick York, shout out Sarah Kendall. Thank you both. If you guys are interested in doing the same and you don't already, all of your support goes towards the betterment of our channel top down. You can do so by visiting the show notes that the link that we have there for you is included below. Kyle Hamilton by the numbers. Of course, a first-time Pro Bowl honoree. Perhaps all-pro consideration. We'll have to see about that. 0.48 yards per slot coverage uh, snap allowed this season is the best in the NFL, and that is what number 14 has logged here in year mm -hmm. two. What about Justin Matabike in a contract year? He's going to get paid a lot this offseason. Perhaps the franchise tag here in Baltimore. His 64 quarterback pressures this season are more than his first three seasons combined, which were 54. And yeah, as PFF, the Ravens account put up certainly a statement showing in a contract year, and, and this was a big one for him. He never wanted to talk about the fact that it was a contract year from that first press conference you might remember during training camp, Sarah, and he let his play do the talking. Speaking of contracts, the details of Michael Pierce's contract has come in according to Brian McFarland or at salary at Raven Salary Cap on Twitter. His two-year $7.5 million extension includes $2.5 million signing bonus and base salaries of just $1.25 million in 2024 and then $1.255 million in 2025. So very cap-friendly deals. He said the deals also include annual workout bonuses. Uh <laughs> Of 250K and 245K, and then the deal includes a $2 million bonus in 2025. So the deal does not add any additional void years in 2028 for proration purposes. So kind of getting to the nitty-gritty there, but to me, it looks like a pretty uh, cap-friendly deal. Dude um, wants to I win. Think, what's that? Dude wants to win. Still couldn't hear you. <laughs> Big Mike Pierce. He wants. Dude wants to win. Oh, he you wants know? to win. There we go. I was like, what? Okay, sorry. <laughs> sure everybody else heard it. <laughs> um, all right, so I thought this was somewhat relevant in case the Ravens have to meet the Steelers in the playoffs, but also funny. So Adam Schefter had reported that um, Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin ruled out T.J. Watt for Pittsburgh's matchup in the wild card round against the Bills. So kind of something we all expected. But J.J. Watt, T.J.'s brother, <laughs> <laughs> replies back to Adam with a photoshopped image of himself Inside his brother's Steelers jersey. <laughs> and with the cap, so it's him in a Steelers jersey. And then he says, think they'd notice, <laughs> you know, hoping to fill in for his brother to come out of retirement. So I thought that was kind of funny. I love the whole Watt family. And I love, I love JJ in particular. I just think that's somebody that is so much more than just a football player. You've seen that in his philanthropic efforts and just 
big, big JJ Watt fan, especially as a broadcaster too. So by the way, you mentioned Brian. McF- What's that? I said too bad they're connected to the Steelers, the family. They are connected yeah. to Pittsburgh. <laughs> uh, you mentioned Brian McFarlane, which reminds me to remind you that we have our joint simulcast live stream marathon wall to wall state of the Ravens. It's our inaugural one coming up. Thank you for the email. Who, who sent us that email? I got to look it up. All right. But I do know, I'll look it up while you say it. And don't forget, we got to talk about the last uh, coaching change in the league. But I'll look it up. I know that she ah. said that she listens to us at 620 on her walks in the morning. So but let me look who her name. Love that. Yeah, because I was saying first annual. Technically, it's inaugural. So we appreciate that. But uh, 6 to 10 p.m. Eastern coming up on Thursday night. It's going to be across all YouTube platforms. It's going to be uh, on Twitter. It's going to be everywhere you need. Ingraven will be dropping by, of course, Raven's YouTuber. We're going to have Noah from For the Flock. Brian McFarland, like I said. The Kid Gowie, uh, former Ravens tight end Todd Heap, former Raven Brad Jackson, Jack Settleman, who hosts the podcast with Marlon Humphrey, Jason Smith from Huddle It Up Films, Cole Jackson, former Super Bowl winning Raven Kadri Ismail, uh, Spencer, Jake, and Barstool Banks from the Exit 52 podcast. So there's going to be a, a ton of different people um, rotating in all every 15 minutes throughout those four hours. And you'll notice that not every 15-minute slot is taken care of yet. I'm still working on the guest list. So hang tight. Looking forward to that. And just because you're probably wondering where our Roquan Smith episode is, he had some scheduling stuff come up Tuesday. We're hoping to catch up with him later this week. Hopefully later today you will have an episode, but just be on the lookout for that. And uh, thank you for your patience. And I'll let you talk about what happened in Tennessee before we close. It was Candace Medlin who said we were saying it wrong. Thanks, Candace. First, yes, you don't say first annual, Bobby. Appreciate uh, you, Candace. <laughs> yeah, appreciate you. Um, and by the way, I just want to give a shout out to you. The list that Bobby just went through, he has booked all himself. It is all Bobby. He is, oh, that is a lot of work. That is a lot of work to line up that many guests. Appreciate you. Talk about a hunger for life. Um, Can't okay, wait to do it on weekend. Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, boy. <laughs> Can't wait oh to go six God. hours you on Super Bowl you Sunday. You and your eight-hour day or ten-hour day or something. I was like, I don't know about that one. Okay. Uh, last, According to Adam Schefter, the Tennessee Titans fired head coach Mike Vrabel. So, as we know, Vrabel led Tennessee to four consecutive winning seasons after arriving there in 2018. But the Titans have experienced back-to-back frustrating seasons finishing multiple games under 500 both times. She multi might be met multiple seasons. Yeah, um, the last two, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think he's going to be sitting around long. I think his no. phone is going to be ringing off the hook as will probably Jim Harbaugh's. I think, I don't know what's going to happen with Jim and his coaching career. If he wants to come back to the NFL, but if he does, uh, I think both these guys will be hot commodities. Yeah, and from a coordinator standpoint, I would expect Wink Martindale to be included in that as well. Uh, not, not yeah. unemployed for very much longer. So, which quite frankly, if you're hoping that the Ravens coordinators still stay here, Jim coming back to the NFL, all that kind of stuff would, you know, creates more competition. No kidding. Very, very entertaining coming up here. Even though we got postseason going on, other teams are looking to kind of rebuild, including the Washington Commanders. I, I went on actually DC Sports Radio earlier today as we taped this on, on Tuesday the 9th with Kevin Sheehan and his first question right out of the gate. All right, tell us about Mike Mack. I'm like, uh-oh, what do you want to know? <laughs> so anyway, that was an interesting conversation as Josh Harris 
and uh, the commanders try to kind of overhaul things. Join the Vault Patreon community if you haven't already done so. Again, shout out to this episode's patrons who are supporting us, Patrick and Sarah. Shout out to our small business Patreon title sponsor, Bryant Mason, and the folks at Mid-Atlantic Financial Group, LLC. You can learn more about them in the show notes below. So for the, other than that, hopefully we'll have Roquan later on this week. But if you don't hear from us, we will next be back on Thursday morning with a vault. And then, of course, later that night, the live stream simulcast from 6 to 10 o'clock. Mark your calendars accordingly. Please like this video if you enjoyed it. And also subscribe to the vault on YouTube if you haven't already done so, so we can continue chasing our goals. Thanks, guys.